Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. The last three, four weeks have been a struggle. Not being able to get my hands on the ball as much, but this week showed that. You throw me the ball, I can make the plays. Play action. Down the left sideline, looking for Davis over the shoulder. Grab is good, and he's out of bounds at the six-yard line. It's first and goal for Buffalo. It's Mike Shope. He hasn't had the touches called over the last couple of weeks, but he's blocked well. He's been in the right spots, and he just stayed with it. And the ball finds you when you do things the right way, and I'm extremely proud of him for it. And the Bulldog. Has to roll out to his right to buy time. Looking downfield, he's got Gabe Davis over the shoulder. Caught at the 15, and he drives his way into to the end zone for the touchdown. Wow! It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. Well, I benched that guy just in time, uh, Gabe Davis. Cool move, Mike. You didn't need my fantasy angst at like the first seconds of the week of shows here, but you got it. <laughs> hey, look, hey, uh, team was too good. Team was too good. You get into these playoff weeks and you want to be a little contrarian. So I didn't really want to sit C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown or Brandon Ayuk or even Rashi Rice. But I'm going to go ahead in week 14 and and slip Davis in there on an Allen team and take Rice out because, come on, he's a rookie. Bagel. In week 15, you know, a little bit tougher odds here. I'm going to take Ayuk out. So I can keep Davis in there against Dallas, you know. Why not? Got to got to shoot for the mo- bagel. Week sixteen, come on, Mike, don't overthink it. That's what you say, right? You say you over. If you make a mistake by strategizing, thinking about it, quote too much, then you overthought it, and that's never that's never something that's thought of as a good thing. I might be overthinking the word overthinking as we speak right here. So Davis needs to go. It's obvious. Why wasn't I smart enough to know this the last two weeks? the life we chose. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being along. A little bit of a different lineup today, starting with the Bulldog is off. He's off this week for the holidays, so good for him. I'll have Eric Wood here in just a few seconds. Eric needed to move up a little bit. We don't have Trista today. She's on vacation. A lot of that going around. Uh, Eric and then Sal Capaccio at four, and I think Ross Tucker is still locked in for uh, five, we'll talk playoff picture, MVP race, all kinds of different things uh, today and all week. Should be a lot of fun. And right now on the West Her Hotline is Eric Wood. Just realizing, Eric, that I'm drinking out of a Eric Wood celebrity roast glass. That's better than drinking a uh, 
Eric Wood Blonde Ale from Resurgence that <laughs> uh, is benefiting the Evan Wood Fund uh, right now. I thought that 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 wouldn't be appropriate right now. I think that violates FCC. Uh, <laughs> that would be an FCC violation. But uh, I can really feel uh, on your fantasy convo, and not that we need to mm-hmm. hijack this conversation to us both complaining about uh, playoff losses in fantasy. But last week I kept Waddle on the bench. The Jets. And really limited team's number one receivers, and I played Ayuk over him, and that shouldn't have been the play. I mean, <laughs> I, I overthought it. I mean, Tyreek Hill was out of the game last week. I should have played Waddle. He had 30-some points. That would have given me the win. Uh, the guy who beat me in fantasy had Jared Goff, who uh, his quarterback had previously gotten hurt, and I think he had Burrow or somebody, so mm-hmm. he plays Jared Goff against me. He gets five touchdowns, and put up the single highest point total of the entire season in fantasy to edge me out. And I had a pretty good week. I had the second highest total Hmm. of the first round of the playoffs, but I'm eliminated now too. We all can relate. The thing about this is just try to realize that overthinking here again, you, you will be right sometimes on those calls. And it's just that they're very hard to remember when you're right, because the stigma is, you know, oh, what? just go with your first instinct. Go with the, just go with the simple, easy, clear, better choice, and not get all tied up in all the rest of it. But there are times when it pays off to do that. So that's my uh, that's my feel good message here this holiday season. Okay, and, and real quick, I'm I'm much more inexperienced at fantasy than you. I feel like I go off of the projections that they give you too heavily at times. Like mm-hmm. last week, I played. Somebody over Ty Chandler uh, against the Bengals, and I should have played Ty Chandler, but I was going off of the projections, and and I feel like that's gotten me in trouble as well. Well, that's... I need, and and I cover football for a living. Like, shouldn't my projections and my gut feeling weigh as much as maybe someone punching in numbers for Yahoo or ESPN? Well, you know, that's it. Sounds right. Um... The thing about projections that's that's tricky and sometimes I think sort of misleading is their their averages, right? They're like the, right. the the median gain here for player X is 15 points, but the range of outcomes are way different than you know the next guy whose projection might also be 15 points. So uh, I guess maybe I'm like you. I, I can be too much of a slave to projections, and sometimes it gets me beat, and uh, you know sometimes again it doesn't. Um, cool. So. Let's get to Saturday. It's three days ago now, but Saturday night, just for a couple of minutes here at least, and we can talk about the bigger picture. Uh, was this a game for you, Eric, in L.A., more of a, yeah, the Bills, the clear better team, but the turnovers? Or was it maybe more of a struggle than simply, you know, the turnovers kept it close? Yeah, I think turnovers played a, a tremendous factor in the game. I think you found that, like we talked about last week, could be a possibility. The Chargers try a lot harder with a new head coach. I mean, that looked like a totally different football team from a week before against the Raiders. They came out and played inspired football on the defense side of the ball, a team that turned the ball over five times a week before, and four of those are lost fumbles. They play turnover-free football in L.A. on Saturday night. And so, you know, that, that kind of extra motivation from the Chargers, short week in preparation traveling to the west coast it was a dogfight and look i mean this time of year especially it's about just getting the win and the bills found a way to get the win which is the ultimate positive and the ultimate thing that you went out west to get done but man i'll tell you what i was leaving the stadium afterwards and i still had a pit in my stomach thinking 
man, they really could have dropped that one and, you know, been on the outside looking in here today, we'd be having a much different conversation. Right. Uh, I heard you talking about Gabe Davis earlier. Um, that one big play, you know, he, he finally, if I, if I may, comes through there after how it's been going. The, the improv uh, from Allen, you know, uh, off script, and Davis ends up, Kenneth Murray, I think, is the player on Davis, uh, linebacker, as he streaks down the right sideline. So um, I, I, I'm, again, here for your thoughts on, like, Davis's importance down the stretch, that is a tremendous quarterback play. You know, I mean, we maybe get spoiled uh, what Allen does. They're not, you know, ending in the throw, just amazing. Yeah, his pocket presence on that play to maneuver the pocket was incredible. Delivers a ball that is just on the outstretched arms of Gabe Davis to go in for a touchdown when they desperately needed it down 10 to nothing at that point in the game. It was a heck of a throw, heck of a catch. And look, I mean, Gabe Davis, our, our vision of Gabe Davis, for this season has not come to fruition. That true number two receiver, and everyone will look around the NFL and say, why don't we have a number two receiver like T. Higgins? Well, a lot of teams want a number two receiver like T. Higgins or a Waddle or an Ayuk or whoever that may be. Everybody wants that, you know, big-time second guy. Well, as this season has gone on, it's been either Kincaid, Shakir, and, I mean, heck, even as of late, James Cook has at times the number two receiver behind Diggs. And so Gabe's touches have decreased, but he's still getting the most snaps each and every week at the receiver position because of everything he does. He's a great blocker. He is reliable. He gets other guys open. He plays a role for this offense, and he's a valuable asset. He's just not the – you know, he's not going to be a consistent producer at this point of the season, the way they're running their offense. Uh, at, at this point. And look, I don't think anyone would sit here and say, let's take the ball out of Kincaid, Shakir, or Cook's hands to make sure that Gabe gets more touches. And now I thought that this game against the Chargers would be the Stephon Diggs get-right game. Well, when you turn the ball over three times, twice early in the possession, one on a punt return, well, then you only have 51 total plays in the game. And Josh only has 21 attempts. So there wasn't um, a ton of a ton of throws to go around, I'll say. Um, but it was nice to see Gabe step up. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sean McDermott's comments, um, you know, Sean isn't much for fluff language in press conferences. And uh, I truly believe he means what he says when, you know, Gabe's a guy that they can rely on. He does everything right. And, you know, this is it paying off. But, you know, kind of going back to your fantasy team, it's not <laughs> he's not he's not T. Higgins. He's not that type of number two receiver. And that's OK. Right, yeah. Um, I, I would like to add that with one more game out of the last two, like Saturday, or even just two more modest games, basically two half games, if you will, from Saturday's numbers, he'll end up with career highs in almost everything. Like I, I think the extent to which he has, whatever word you want, regressed, has been overstated. Like he'll end up with the most catches in a season of his career. One more touchdown, it's the most touchdowns in a season of his career. Chance at most yards, outside chance at most targets. That's the the one where like that's been really conspicuous, Eric, how he hasn't been thrown the ball in certain games. But those are game script situations too. Like that's Dallas and the Jet game where they're way ahead. You know, Philadelphia he got the ball a lot. Saturday when they're losing. So um yeah, I'm okay here. I, I wonder about digs now. Where you have a game, I mean, what was it, eight targets on Saturday? I'm not sure that's right. Josh Allen's 
rating, passer rating on throws intended for digs, 29.7. That included a pick. It's been a long time since he's had a big game. Are you concerned? I'm not overly concerned because, you know, it, it hasn't been needed for him to have a, a monster game as of late. Uh, maybe the Philadelphia game and, you know, the, the Bills offense certainly thrived in that game. And whether that's Diggs pulling defenders or whatever it may be, um, I'm not overly concerned other than the fact that big time number one receivers want the ball a lot. And as long as he's in a good headspace right now, then I'm completely fine with it. The Bills offense has looked good since Joe Brady's taken over. And so, no, I'm not overly concerned about it uh, in general for this Bills offense. I'm more concerned just if Diggs is completely fine and he responded to Adam Schefter's tweet after the game saying, <laughs> yeah, but we're winning games and that's all that matters. If, if that's truly his mindset, then sure. You know, he hasn't taken – he took the one shot to the, the head early in the game and had a little uh, neck deal, but, you know, he's, hopefully he's more fresh down the stretch or however it looks. But uh, if, if that makes sense, I, I'm mm-hmm. just more concerned about him as a player. And as long as he's in the right headspace right now, you know, I think the emergence of James Cook and others is great for this offense. Eric Wood jumping on early with us today. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mike Schopier, Bulldog, is off. Sunday, it's New England. The Bills are, as of now, the same 12-point favorite that they were for the game in Los Angeles. Um, how dangerous is New England? Everything we know. They've, they've beaten the Bills this year, but it's a, been a very rough season. They did win Sunday. How dangerous a spot is this? Um, I, I would like to think not that dangerous of a spot. Now, you're going against Bailey Zappi, and he's put up decent stats, and seems like the guys are kind of rallying around him. They're still playing – great defensive football, but this is a game that the Bills should take care of business. I fully expect Sean McDermott to have these guys foaming at the mouth with comments from the media or Patriots players after the last time they played them and fully reminding them that this is a team that beat them early in the season and what's at stake. And so uh, you got your potentially and likely your last home game of the season. I expect this Bills team to come out and take care of business, but as the Broncos saw last week, you know, if, if you don't take care of business against the Patriots, the way they play defense, if you give them a little bit of something on offense, this is the NFL. Anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, we've had uh, New England's defense have a good season. It doesn't really feel like it because they're 4-11 and or whatever they are, but Allen has also had outstanding games against Belichick. Eric Wood on the West Her Hotline. Who would have your MVP vote, Eric? It's been a Wild year in that department. I read at Bet Online today, seven different players have been the betting favorites at different points of the season, including Josh Allen, although that's a long time ago. Now he's up to third in the odds, and it does seem kind of like being the favorite is a little bit the kiss of death, like Brock Purdy uh, going into last night's game. Would it be Allen for you? Would it be Lamar Jackson, who's the betting favorite? Again, that's sort of week to week. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, honestly, I'd put Josh Allen as number one, and I'd probably put Christian McCaffrey as number two, Lamar number three. And I understand that I cover the Bills on a week-to-week basis, and I watch them more than anybody. But I also didn't drop Josh Allen off the planet like everyone else did after the most-watched Monday Night Football game in NFL history. 
week one when he had four turnovers and everyone said, look, he is who we thought he was. It took six years, but, hey, I'm going to prove my draft <laughs> uh, grade right on Josh Allen. Here we go. And, you know, it's gotten to the point where Josh Allen, if people watch him snap by snap of every single game, uh, I think they would have different opinions of him to the point where Keyshawn Johnson walks off the set earlier today as um, – Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman, who I think uh, researches and does as good a job as anyone uh, covering teams this year. You know, he makes a point about Josh Allen for MVP and Keyshawn Johnson walks off the set. Okay, are you truly – I mean, do you feel that strongly about the guy who leads the NFL in total touchdowns, uh, has 22 more touchdowns than he does turnovers on the season? Like, you feel that strongly about it, but – um, I, I don't think McCaffrey will get it, but to me, if I'm giving it to anyone on the 49ers, and I understand that you know you're you're looking at 49ers and Ravens because they're the one seed in both conferences, you're looking at both of those for potential MVPs, and so it's probably for me, I would give it to McCaffrey uh, on that team, and then Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, and I'll say this: if Tyreek doesn't get hurt and he doesn't miss his production over these last couple of weeks, we might be talking about him in this conversation. And we still might be again. It's been that kind of year, Miami and Baltimore on Sunday. Let's let's talk about those teams and the AFC uh, picture here. Of course, the Dolphins can freeze out the Bills from the division if they get the win in Baltimore. They are four-point underdogs. I think the Bills would be a shorter fi- a shorter underdog in the Ra- at the Ravens, excuse me, than Miami, but whatever. I might be wrong. Um Miami as a Super Bowl contender. Bills have to play them, of course, next week. They've had success against the Dolphins. Do you buy into the Dolphins in the big picture here? I do, honestly. I mean, they're as explosive as anybody. They can score in bunches. They're, they have some injuries on the defensive side of the football now, especially Phillips, their, their top pass rusher. Holland's missed some time. Their uh, safety, who's excellent. Um, but, yeah, to me, I mean – they, they they certainly can do it. You know, if, if you're not prepared for that offense, which the Bills were in week four, but if you're not prepared for that offense, they can just score in bunches. Um, you know, last week they they sputtered in the red zone, and so they just squeaked one out against the Cowboys, which, man, I, I mean, Tony Pollard was a disappointment to me on my fantasy team. He just <laughs> capped it off, getting stuffed at the one-yard line like that. But uh, – uh, but that's besides the point. Mm. But um, Not really. <laughs> maybe maybe exactly. that all is the point. We keep coming back to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we'll just do our fantasy roundup next year, uh, the week to week. Let's go. Uh, maybe, we, we'll, maybe we'll do an extra segment. Yes. But uh, we'll get a sponsor by someone else. But, yes. uh, but, yeah, to me, I mean, honestly, I, I do think the Dolphins, they're, they're as dangerous as anyone right now. And, you know, you get a Tyreek back fully healthy and Waddle, I mean, they can just – they can, they can get chunk play after chunk play on you um, if you're not ready for it. And Jalen Ramsey is making a difference now after missing much of the season. Baltimore, we're always talking about the quarterbacks, the offense, Lamar Jackson here again, but defensively, they are great. And last night, they messed with the 49ers, who I thought were supposed to be a team that could not be messed with. Um, Purdy ends up on the bench from the MVP favorite to the bench in three, like not even three quarters. That's incredible. Yeah, it truly is. And uh, Patrick Queen said it today, and it, it sure looks it. They're trying to play old school football out there. They're trying to rough everybody up defensively. 
And, you know, they do it legally without, you know, catching a bunch of penalties defensively. It's not like they're cheap shot and everybody, but they are physical on the defense side of the football. Lamar's played fairly efficiently this year. And, yeah, the way that defense is playing in Baltimore right now makes them extremely tough. You can, I'm assuming, then, you, you can also buy into the Ravens as a potential champ. Yeah, I mean, when it, the way I look at the AFC right now, um, and I would throw Kansas City in there as well, just the way their defense is played, and then, you know, Patrick Mahomes and that offense, you just – everyone assumes they'll come alive at some point. Maybe they won't. But between Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, to me that looks like the class of the conference. I mean, over these last four or five weeks, um, Buffalo, Baltimore probably look like the two best of those. You know, on a week-to-week basis, it's hard to say who would be your unanimous favorite to come out of the AFC. In my opinion, I know how, what you're what you're saying here about the Chiefs. Like you don't want to you don't want to be caught writing them off. But Eric, it is stunning how badly they're struggling on offense. I mean, all year, then you know they have the fewest points in the second half. You know they haven't scored twenty points, and like all year, that's been the conversation about the Chiefs. But this is rock bottom, isn't it? Against the Raiders, the, you can really go like two hours in the NFL in the year 2023 without completing a pass and win at Arrowhead Stadium. Just like this, they're, they're, they're kind of cracking, it seems, with Kelsey throwing the helmet. And I don't know, like I, I don't want to get caught writing them off either. This is like the Patriots right after Brady left or even like late Brady where it's like, you know, bet against them at your own peril. But hey, look, it's a, it's a pretty fair chance you're going to be in Arrowhead Stadium again in like three weeks. I know, I know. And it'll probably be a night game. I'll be stuck in traffic there until 2 in the morning with a, you know, it's central time, so a 5 a.m. flight. Yeah, that's that's likely what's going to happen here. Yeah, the defense is playing well in Kansas City. Uh, yesterday they have those back-to-back uh, touchdowns they give the Raiders defense. And, you know, it's there's, there's frustration boiling there. Uh, you know, we saw it come to a head with Mahomes and Andy Reid after the Bills game. Mahomes, they caught him on camera yesterday uh, with some explicitives, uh, expletives saying call the play, basically mouthing it to himself or saying it to himself because there's not a two-way microphone in the headset. But I guess Andy Reid hadn't called the play fast enough for his liking. It's just, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of frustrations boiling in Kansas City right now. And a lot of it's just a lack of playmakers. I mean, Travis Kelsey – he had a, a fine game yesterday, and at times he looks like the player he once was. But we talked about it on the show at one point. You know, you have a knee injury in the preseason like he did. You know, it doesn't always affect you that first little while in the season, but you're never giving it time to heal. And it seems like he's lost a little bit of a step. You can't rely on Tony for anything. And then beyond that, you know, Rasheed Rice is having a nice year, but he's not an explosive, you know, kind of Andy Reid type receiver we've seen there. Pacheco's uh, re-enters the lineup yesterday, but you know he's a, he's a good player, but not a game-breaking type player either. And he went back out any, anyway uh, with a right. concussion. So Kelsey's 34, your boy, 34. But that's a, that's a really good and important point on the injury. I mean, I, I have not thought about that at all, but he, get, he misses the opener with the knee injury, Kelsey, and you would know. I mean, that can be a kind of thing that you just have a tough time getting all the way past. So Right, yeah. It's like it's once something starts popping up during the season, it might kinda go away, 
But, you know, knees are pretty serious. And if this was serious enough to miss time and training camp, miss the opener, that's a pretty serious deal. Well, you manage it through the season. There's likely something, you know, some type of procedure or rest or whatever it is, rehab that comes in the off season, And hopefully you get it all the way back. But it's virtually impossible to do that throughout a regular season. And so I would assume that that's what's bothering him because, to me, he just doesn't seem like the same explosive type player. Or maybe it's just simply – they don't have enough around them to take enough attention off of them. Right. Thank you for today, Eric. Happy to uh, maneuver with the schedule and all. And we will talk again on New Year's Day. Okay. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Thank you for being flexible. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. I was hoping to see you out in Disneyland, but we'll have to connect, <laughs> we'll have to connect out at Disney another time. I haven't told everybody that one, but I will. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Merry Christmas. Talk to you next week. Yeah, sorry for spilling the beans. That's, that's fine. No, uh, very good. One, what was it? I was off Wednesday on, and it might have been Wednesday night where I'm actually looking at flights, and maybe my my son is out of school, my daughter isn't. I'm off of work, my wife isn't. Maybe we just jump to Los Angeles for the weekend. No people there. Bills are there. So I texted Eric, like, just wondering. Uh, we've talked about Disney a hundred times. What's the plan, just in case? And he's so good. Like, he gave me all the plans. And then the next morning, he's like, are you here? Where? What's What's the deal? And I woke up the next morning and be like, don't be ridiculous. We got a puppy on Wednesday. It's Christmas. I'm going to just whisk my son to Los Angeles for, a, for four days, if that. Yeah, I just sort of, uh, good thing I didn't buy the tickets. I came pretty close. Eric Wood's appearance on WGR brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com by Arthur Pressman, your DWI and traffic attorney. Don't mail it in by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown and by the Good Feet Store. Don't just live with foot pain. Visit the Good Feet Store on Walden today. Your calls are welcome next. We'll be busy, and I know we didn't do the reverse AFC power rankings which um, maybe we'll slip in or maybe we can just sort of do that tomorrow and talk about everything that happened here over the weekend. Sal Capaccio, Ross Tucker as well today. Bulldog is off. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 